This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. what I'm driving at? If God is perfect and he always gets it right, if, if, if the word of God is true and reliable, it's infallible, it's inerrant, if it's, if, it's, if it's foundational for us, but these people that I love and I respect and I admire, they're in disagreement with what the scriptures declare, well, they're mistaken. What is the foundation of your view of truth? Our culture doesn't like absolutes, but as Christians, we believe in the absolute truth of Christ, and our primary source of that truth is Scripture. As Pastor Robert reminds us in today's message, we may not always like what it says, but that doesn't mean it isn't true. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. They don't know the Lord that, or even if, even if they know the Lord, be aware of the fact that so much of our culture is shaped by the wicked one, the attitudes shaped by the wicked one. We have to be aware of these things. We, we need to always be aware. We need to listen to what people, what they say, what the, the news, as you're watching the different news channels, and, and, and don't hear what I'm not saying here. I'm not slamming the news channels. I've done that before for different reasons. What I'm saying right now is that human beings write it up, and human beings deliver it, right? Whether we're talking radio or television or whatever, it's, it's human beings, most of whom are, are fallen, don't know the Lord, but even the ones who do, even the ones who do, if they're not walking closely with the Lord, if they haven't been walking with the Lord for very long, we need to realize that their attitudes and their perceptions of the world around them still being influenced by the enemy of God. Even though the Bible tells us that he has placed eternity in their hearts, he's given them a longing which only he can fulfill, the Bible tells us here that the wicked one exerts a progressively stronger influence over the choices and values of our unbelieving friends, family, and, and so forth. It, it, his influence over them increases unless they turn to the Father and he begins that reshaping, that transforming from within. And so when you get a friend's opinion, weigh it. 
weigh it. Listen. Is this opinion, is it in harmony with what God has already said in the Bible? This attitude, you know, from your peers, is that, is that attitude about life, is, is that in harmony with what the Bible says? We have to weigh these things. We have to consider these things. Because, please process this with me for a second. If, if an attitude, if a worldview is not in harmony with what the Bible says, who's mistaken? Do you understand what I'm driving at? If God is perfect and he always gets it right, if, if, if the word of God is true and reliable, it's infallible, it's inerrant, if it's, if it's, if it's foundational for us, but these people that I love and I respect and I admire, they're in disagreement with what the scriptures declare. Well, they're mistaken. They're mistaken. They're wrong. I realized as a teenager that there were some things that my mom and dad would say to me that I wasn't so sure about. Now, when you're a teenager, You always know more than your mom and dad anyway, right? (laughs) But you also kind of know that you don't. Or is everybody, you you get what I'm saying, right? I mean, when you're a kid, you know, you know, you know, 15 years old, you may be arrogant, prideful, wanting to be independent, but you're not totally stupid either. There is an awareness that They know some stuff that I don't know. Their ideas may be somewhat antiquated and whatever, but but I realize that some of the things that my that some some of the attitudes that my mom and dad would express were not in harmony with what they said they believed. And I had to wrestle with that as I got older, because it's it's a little bit confusing when you begin to realize that, right? I was 13, my mom gave me a little booklet from the doctor about the birds and the bees, you know. My dad, he wasn't going there. Not going to talk about this stuff. So my mom gives me a book to read because I had a girlfriend. My mom pulls me aside and says, now, son, be careful. I was shocked because the implication was something's going to happen. And I'm thinking that's off. That's that's like, that's a no-no. I mean, we go to church every week and I'm taught that fornication is sin, and now I'm hearing from my mom that, yeah, but it's kind of expected that teenage boys and girls are going to go there. Do you understand what I'm driving at? Because I had it in my head as, you know, 11, 12, 13, I don't remember exactly how old it was, but I had it in my head, that's wrong. Sex outside of marriage, that's wrong. That's wrong. We don't do that. I had a good Sunday school teacher who had gone there, not, you know, it was appropriate. It was like, this is what the Bible says. But the attitudes of my parents, Jesus told us in John chapter 10, verse 10, it's easy to remember, John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I love the way that's worded. When he shows up, 
It's not to help you out. It's not to make your life more fun. By the way, a quick little footnote, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this to a conclusion here quickly, but I've realized here lately that a lot of times I talk about, man, that was fun. You know, we'll be up here, we'll sing and worship songs. We're, 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 it's like, that was fun. And I've had a couple of people over the last few weeks react to that as if that's somehow off. It's like, surely there's more to it than that, somebody said to me. And I'm like, is it wrong for a Christian to have fun singing praises to God? Why all the backlash about having fun? I have fun with Jesus. I have a lot more fun as a Christian than I ever had in the nightclubs. Doing the coke and the meth and, and smoking pot. Back when I thought I was having fun, I was killing myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it, it often ended with me hugging a toilet somewhere or passed out between cars by the side of a street. That's never happened to me in church. Hallelujah. You know, I have fun with Jesus. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. The thief does not come to make life fun. The thief does not come to bless you, to, to help you out, to make you prosperous. The thief does not come except to steal from you, to kill you if possible, to destroy your life. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, he didn't say this to get us to square off against our neighbors who don't know him, to put us in an adversarial posture against the people who, who have still this worldview that's under the sway of the wicked one. He's not trying to, it's, this is not an us against them thing. You understand? No, it's an us for them thing. The only reason we're here is that they need to be rescued because they still don't understand that they're under the sway of the wicked one. You're under the influence of of the enemy of God. It's not going to work out well. Because he only comes to rip you off. He does not have their best interest at heart. We have to remember this. Don't, don't, if you find yourself in agreement with them about things that are not in harmony with the Bible, you're not helping them. Neither are you helping yourself. Jesus came that they might have life, abundant life, overflowing. It's touching other people. Is that, is that what's happening with you? Is his life within you just bubbling over and touching other people? Is it so rich and wonderful that it just spills out? His love is the main thing. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio. Radio.